Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Actually doing a quick on-site here at Binnigan's near Tyson's Corner. Thought we would check it out today. I'm actually here with my producer, Christina. Say hi, Christina. Hello. So, we're actually here at Binnigan's and we thought we would do a quick brew review and a quick restaurant review before you enjoy episode 14 of the podcast. So I apologize first for the volume of the music. We're actually sitting out on the patio. Um, I'm actually enjoying a black and tan. It's actually the Binnigan's version of a black and tan. I have not been to a Binnigan's in a number of years. Um, and actually, I'm enjoying my black and tan, which is half Guinness, half Bass Ale. Not too terribly bad. Probably carries a 5 to 7% ABV. Not too bad, sir. Very cold. Um, actually enjoying that with a Dubliner quesadilla. You'll find it on their menu for roughly 9 bucks. And I think that, Christina, what are you having? I'm having a Killian's 100 Chicken Wrap. All right. And out of, out of let's say, a 5-star rating, what would you give the quality of the food? Easy four and a half to five. It's very, very nicely prepared and, and not we, messy at all. And would you say that, that was worth the menu price? I believe at nine bucks. Absolutely, because you get the wrap sliced in half and a pile of fries to go with it. Awesome. Well, I think I'm going to be taking half of my Dubliner quesadilla home. I think you're taking half of your wrap as well. Absolutely, with the fries. Oh, awesome. <laughs> All right, so again, you can check out Binnigan's at Tyson's Corner. It's very hard to find a Binnigan's nowadays. They used to be a very big chain, but now they've retrenched a bit. But it's not too terribly bad. It's a storefront location. I would say, in terms of environment, I would give it a four and a half out of five, as well as quality of the food. Served fast, served hot, wasn't too terribly bad. And again, I'm going to finish up my black and tan, and I hope everyone enjoys episode 14. And as always, be well, never pay retail. Thanks, everybody, and we hope you enjoy the show. everybody, this is Justin from frugalsnobs.com. Today is Saturday, August 15th, 2015, and welcome to episode 14 of the Frugal Snobs podcast, this award-winning, dynamite, on-demand podcast, which has never won an award, but that could all change, as I like to say. So, I've got a lot of stories this week, a lot of content uh, to go over. Our topic this week is knowing them, knowing you. I'm going to talk about um, how that episode uh, topic, how that was inspired, and also, again, I've got some more stories this week, a lot of activity. We're also going to talk about some of the changes we're going to be making at the Frugal Snobs, and I also have a quick brew review for everybody, a QBR, if you will, on Lucky Buddha coming up at the tail end of this show. Now, before we get into, of course, my my customary plugs for Frugal Snobs, um, I actually recorded a uh, dry run of this show uh, earlier today. Uh, it's early afternoon. Um, but unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, that, that recording only lasted six minutes, and I was shocked by that, so um, thought I would at least re-record. Again, my goal out of this show is to give everyone a decent episode every single week and cover a topic everyone can use, along with advice, and also direct you guys to some decent content that we've got out there. So, all right, fair enough, I will re-record. <laughs> so, all right, so let's go ahead and get into it, everybody. Uh, You can find all of our content at frugalsnobs.com. In terms of the blog content, you can check us out on social media at Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs, on Twitter at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs, or at frugalsnobs. And you can also use the hashtag, hashtag frugalsnobs, all one word, all lowercase, to help us out in terms of trending topics and discussion. You can check us out on Tumblr at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com. And as I had mentioned in the past couple of weeks, you can check out this show, uh, now on podtrack.com. That's podtrac.com, all one word. And actually, you'll find a number of your favorite shows uh, that you already may uh, enjoy at Podtrack. You'll find shows from NPR, such as This American Life, and also shows 
from This Week in Tech, or the Twit Network as well. So, um, as I had mentioned in a previous episode, starting in episode, I believe, 12, um, if not, I mentioned it in episode 13, uh, PodTrack is in a pretty cool concept. It allows for all of you to consume content, uh, but also provide feedback by taking the PodTrack survey, which you will actually find at FoolSnobs.com. On the podcast page, you can take the PodTrack survey, give us some details in terms of your feedback, those analytics are captured as part of a dashboard utility for us. We can review our analytics, which we do every week, and it helps us find out kind of what our audience is looking for, helps us create a demographic profile, and also design content that's useful to you every single week. I don't want anybody wasting their time uh, by listening to useless content on this show. But again, it also helps us to align advertisers to this show. I'm not a huge fan of ad copy, as I've mentioned before. Um, but again, if I have to use ad copy as a revenue generator for us, as always, I'd like to put together um, a set of advertisements uh, in terms of ad copy that's useful to all of you. So your feedback by taking the PodTrack survey uh, really helps us out with that. So please do check out PodTrack for all your favorite shows. And also, uh, please help us out by taking the PodTrack survey. You'll find that at frugalsnobs.com on the podcast page. All right, so I've mentioned PodTrack. I've mentioned the survey. I've mentioned uh, where you can find us online. Again, we're syndicating all of our content via a number of outlets, including social media, the RSS feed, as well as the podcast feed uh, for this show. <laughs> and also, of course, on all of your favorite uh, podcast uh, networks of choice, including iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry Network, and PodTrack. Um, also to help us out, as I have mentioned in previous episodes, so if you're a new listener, please go back and I encourage everyone to start with episode one of this show and, uh, you can actually see the development of the content and how we've grown over the past 14 episodes, really looking forward to the future, but to help us out to grow further, you can check us out at frugalsnobs.com and when you're there, you can actually do all of your Amazon shopping that you would normally do by using the search widget that you'll find on the frugalsnobs.com site. On the homepage, you're going to find an Amazon widget. You can simply search for your product, and through our Amazon Associate relationship, you can simply click on your product from the search results. It'll take you to an Amazon landing page. You can continue to do the purchasing process by using your standard or prime Amazon account, purchase your item, and again, in the process, help us out. Amazon kicks back a few bucks to us to help us cover production costs of this show. Production costs are not inexpensive for us, but again, um, this particular endeavor helps us out just by having you do your extra uh, shopping that you already are doing uh, by taking that little effort and helping us out by shopping using the frugalsnobs.com site, using the Amazon widget, and, of course, purchasing your products as you normally would. So no hidden fees, no extra charges. It helps us out in the process via our Amazon associate relationship. All right, so I've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, a great topic on knowing them, knowing you, and I've got a few stories in our quick beer review. So I'll go ahead and jump into our stories this week. As everyone can tell from my speaking, um, my voice is much better. I'm feeling a whole lot better, healed up quite a bit, a little stiff after the car accident last week for a couple of days, but I'm feeling much better. And again, for anyone who has not heard the events from last week, I encourage you to go back to episode 13. I won't beleaguer anyone, but again, rear-ended at a stoplight last weekend by a 17-year-old kid not paying attention. Um, really kind of disturbed by the events that have occurred this week. Um, on the plus side, it looks like yeah, the car, of course, is salvageable. It will not be total, it looks like. Um, but again, uh, not happy with uh, some of the the, um, the events from the week. Um, 
basically a, a couple of, of issues have occurred. One is that a police report was never filed for the car accident. That is shocking to me. Um, however, the redeeming quality out of that is due to the damages being beyond a certain dollar amount, based on our estimate, uh, the young man who was responsible uh, will be cited. A police report will be filed, and so we at least get some vigilante justice out of it. That's the first issue we've had to deal with. The other issue is that I went to go take a look at the car today, pick up some items, and also get the final estimate. Um, and we noticed that a lot of the material in the trunk of the car, uh, the contents of the trunk were missing. And they were found uh, in a pile, a dusty pile near the car, out in the area where cars are painted. Um, not happy with that. It was a dusty pile. There was a spare tire from the trunk already laying on top of some clothing uh, that was actually in the trunk of the car being taken to be dry cleaned at the time of the accident. Um, really not happy about that. The customer service uh, element here really is lacking. We're not happy about that. But, hey, I mean, we were able to get uh, that handled and get some things from the car. And we're looking forward to getting the snobmobile, if you will, back um, and that the car is not totaled. So there are some redeeming qualities here. We're getting life back to normal. And um, you know, we're able to uh, at least uh, count our blessings. We're okay. The car is going to be fine. So happy about that. Feeling a lot more energy and uh, not upset, but, um, but again, just disappointed. So, okay. So jumping into our topic uh, today, which is knowing them, knowing you. And this particular topic was uh, inspired, <coughs> pardon me, by the events from, you know, the previous week. So between episode 13 and today. <laughs> so... I think in one's professional life, as well as in your personal life, you should always know what you're up against. And that's what inspired this particular topic um, in dealing with an insurer from the car accident. So always know um, what you're dealing with in terms of an outside party at all times. Now, I think by doing that, you'll you'll be able to handle and weather storms much more easily. Uh, you'll also be able to control emotions during the process. Uh, many times, both professionally and personally, you're going to encounter challenges and you need to make sure that you don't factor in emotions so much in your judgment. Now, I understand that factoring in emotions is not impossible, but never perform upcoming activity or never behave based on emotions if you can help it. Uh, your judgment is much more clear, and um, you know it's really helpful to at least take out uh, the judgment um, element from emotions, that is. So always manage your personal expectations, as well as your your demeanor from logic and rationale versus uh, emotions. That's been very hard this week, but we've been trying to do our best. So life is getting back to normal. There is life, light, I should say, pardon me, light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, <laughs> again, it's early afternoon here, folks, and I'm sipping on the Lucky Buddha, so pardon me. Um, I think it's best for everyone, <laughs> in knowing them, knowing you, to never um, factor in emotions in your judgment. Now, that's not impossible, but it's always important to understand what you're up against. And what I mean by that is understand the other party. And I'll liken that to the insurance situation with the other insurer uh, for the party at fault. Um, typically, when a, when a car is assessed, um, it's assessed typically based on KBB or Kelly Blue Book value. And the totaling of a car is based on a comparison between the Kelly Blue Book value and the amount of damage, of course, assessed on a car. I'm not going to beleaguer anyone. I'm sure everyone knows how this works. But the, the insurer for the party at fault actually uses a different method, what's called a CC. And we need to do some more research here as to what that is and how that operates. Um, but we were surprised that the Kelly Blue Book 
value is not necessarily the main assessment criteria for the totaling of a car. But at any rate, you should always understand uh, how the other party operates. And I'll liken this also to a personal career example. Um, being a frugal snob means you also have to finance it, right? So always get the best value out of what you're doing. And one of the ways you can do that in your personal life, obviously, is by finding the best deal. But in your professional life, you should always understand um, how other parties operate within your profession. Now, in this case, for, for me as a consultant and for many others, your management is in control in many cases in certain elements of your career. And what I mean by that specifically is from an assessment perspective of your performance. Now, for me, I always try to understand what my management is looking for, to know them, to know what they're looking for in terms of my output, my performance. And one way that I do that is I always keep a journal of all of the accomplishments that I've had over, let's say, an annual basis, such that when I go to my meeting with my management and they assess my performance, I have the ability to have some discussion points in terms of my own assessment and to provide a self-assessment to my management and present myself in the best light and then to also discuss with them or negotiate uh, next steps, whether that be additional training, whether it be some benefits adjustments, whether it be a compensation increase, you have a, a leveraging point or a weapon to use. Now, in the case of our car accident situation, we've been documenting everything and that, that certain activities were not performed or uh, taking our own images of the damage, etc. It's always a good idea to keep all this information. Know them, know, know how to best present yourself, and also how to best present your position um, at any given time, whether it's personally or professionally. Now, uh, that also bleeds into the next point I'd like to make, and that is really knowing where you fit in the process. Now, in a professional sense, that could be based on uh, the company's performance, your division's performance, your department's performance, and how that fits in uh, to the assessment of you and how it it affects you in terms of, of activity moving forward. Will you be given a raise this year? Was the company not profitable? Are you responsible for more than what you thought, for example? Or how did you best contribute to the performance of the company, the department, etc.? Now, you should always know where you fit, particularly in, a, in your personal life, in terms of situations such as what we're going through right now, where there's multiple parties involved and other parties are negotiating and working out issues on, on your behalf. Always know where you fit. Always know where you have a bargaining chip or leverage uh, in the process. Um, now, that also leads into not only presenting yourself, as I mentioned before, uh, but also in what the aftermath of the events will be to you. So what I mean by that is every time I've always had a circumstance or a situation where I need to advocate for myself, whether it be a professional advocation during a performance review or in my personal life, I always try to understand what the aftermath of my actions will be. I never try to get angry or use emotion of any kind in my judgment. I try to always be diplomatic in, in, in my activity, and I do that in my role as a consultant as well as I've mentioned in previous episodes. But at the same time, I always try to find where I best fit in the process. So where do I fit? How do I best leverage what I have? And how do I win? And I've mentioned on this podcast before that you always go to war with the army that you have, you build the army that you want. Same thing is the case here in your professional life and in your personal life. You deal with situations based on the circumstances you're in and what leverage you have. You build leverage for the future based on experience. So I wanna let that soak in for everyone right now as a, as a, as a pointer here, as a tip. You go forward with what you have, you build what you want based on the experience that you have. And it's a really nice way for everyone to build your career further, to understand where you fit, 
to understand where you can leverage, to understand your other parties that are involved and what affects you and what does not, and how to build um, a focus on your judgment that is best conducive to that environment. So uh, very important as well. So um, it's also very important to understand in the aftermath what the future relationship with these other parties will be. And in, in the case of your profession, after a performance review, for example, maybe you're given an unfavorable review, and they, those do happen. They've happened uh, to people that I know, for example. Uh, how do you best fix it? How do you deal with the criticism? How do you position yourself such that your next review will be better? And how do you uh, cultivate a better relationship with those around you on your team and also those above you in the managerial chain? So um, always consider how that aftermath will affect you. Uh, at all times, and how you can best improve the relationship moving forward. Nobody wants negativity, um, but sometimes it will happen if you allow your judgment to be affected by emotions and if you don't consider the aftermath of your actions. So always good to keep calm, keep an open mind, and always understand where you fit, know them, know you. So, okay, so a relatively shorter topic this week. I just want to give a couple of pointers before I get back into some content, stories, etc., and our QBR. I try to keep these episodes on this show between typically around 30 minutes uh, to an hour at most. I don't want to waste anyone's time, but I also want to give you decent content uh, every single week. It is my commitment. I mentioned it in episode 13. It will continue to be my commitment to give everyone decent content. So that being the case, um, a couple of uh, points I wanted to make in moving forward with the content for Frugal Snobs, our activity, this show, etc. We actually now have a poll out there at frugalsnobs.com. We published it I believe last night it will be available from today through September 1st. So you have a couple of weeks to go out there, folks, and and respond to the poll. And I do encourage everyone to do that. It helps us out. Um, Basically, we have a schedule of content for Frugal Snobs, and I've mentioned it on previous episodes. And typically on Tuesdays, we have what's called our Tobacco Tuesday. And um, in the past, I have reviewed typically a cigar from a particular manufacturer or vendor um, every Tuesday on the FrugalSnobs.com site. We've just finished the Victor Sinclair rotation of 10 cigars. I actually enjoyed part of a Diamonde Prohibido uh, this morning. Again, still a decent cigar. That post is out there for anyone who wants to go and enjoy it at FrugalSnobs.com. I suggest you go check it out. It's the Victor Sinclair Diamonde Prohibido. Um, But moving forward, now that we've finished the rotation, and before we make plans for our next set of of, uh, content items for the site on Tuesdays, we wanted to elicit feedback from everyone. And I've always encouraged everyone to send us feedback by sending emails to contact at frugalsnobs.com. But the poll makes it a little bit easier. We have a focused feedback mechanism. You can go to the frugalsnobs.com homepage. You'll actually find the poll there on the homepage. And you can tell us what you'd like to see from the choices provided in terms of Tuesday posts moving forward. It could be anything from financial advice, additional uh, wisdom from the snobs, or coffee reviews as well. So a number of items out there for you. Please do go and respond to the poll. It should take you literally under 30 seconds to vote. We'll be tracking votes, and I'll be sharing feedback on upcoming episodes of this show. And again, who knows? If we see a lot of traction, then we may extend the poll. But what we'll be doing moving forward uh, to fill the time while the poll uh, is available, on Tuesdays we'll be holding a production and marketing meeting. What's going to help us do is really focus our, our ability to provide better and deeper content, both on the blog as well as for this show. So we're looking forward to those meetings. It also helps us focus our approach, also getting uh, some additional marketing horsepower put in place for the show and for the general Frugal Snaps project. And it allows us to put some marketing dollars behind it in terms of a budget 
It allows us to get content out to everybody. And that also allows us to provide you with better offers, better deals, better tips and tricks uh, moving forward. Now, you're going to find from a content perspective, every Friday we do review a rewards program. And this past Friday, I believe we reviewed Groupon. And we're actually going to be using Groupon quite a bit for many of our reviews for local restaurants moving forward. We are frugal, but we'd like to get the best deal possible, share those deals with you as part of our review process. So, we're going to be using Groupon quite a bit. We've used them in the past. It's nothing new uh, to myself or the producer of this show, but we're going to be using Groupon a little bit more for some other things. For example, we went shopping this morning. Um, I actually picked up a Vepo e-cigar to try out 1100 puffs, folks. So we're going to see how that works out for me uh, in terms of my enjoyment, my simulated nicotine experience, um, and seeing how the, uh, the uh, e-cigar works out for me. I'm actually looking forward to it for winter months when it's a little difficult to, to smoke on my patio um, and provide you guys content. So that'll be interesting. Along with some of our local eateries, we'll be enjoying some local eats via Groupon and some of their discounts there. Uh, they also enjoy a relationship with restaurants.com as well. So a lot of good relationships out there. Groupon has expanded quite a bit since uh, hitting the uh, valley, so to speak. And it looks like they're getting back to the peak and I'm really happy to see their activity and we're going to be checking them out a little bit deeper for the context of this show specifically. So for those of you who have not signed up with Groupon, I do encourage it. I will also be using Living Social and Google Local moving forward as well, so sign up for those also. There's some decent uh, referral benefits you can get, including credits to your account that you can use on future deals uh, that you purchase from either of these sites. Um, we're also looking forward to Google Local specifically because in the D.C. metro area, where we're located, there's quite a bit of a Google local presence here, so we're really looking forward to that as well. All right, so I've talked about the poll. I've talked about kind of our activities moving forward, what we're going to be consuming our Tuesdays with in terms of our production and marketing meeting. And so I'll go ahead and wrap up on the topic and this week's show with our quick brew review of Lucky Buddha. One moment, folks. I'm actually enjoying today's beer uh, in the Perfect Pint Glass from Samuel Adams. I really like this glass. I've consumed several beers for the QBRs in this glass. So one moment. Let's go ahead and take an initial taste. Not too bad. As I had mentioned, it's a 4.8% ABV, so it is an enlightened beer, as they call it. That's their claim, and it certainly is light. Um, nice tasting beer. Might be a nice early afternoon beer. I'd really enjoy this beer probably with uh, um, a sandwich, maybe a heavy soup. Um, in terms of crunch or snacks, I would probably suggest enjoying with pretzels, possibly potato chips. I mean, the standard standard beer snack uh, would be would be uh, pretty good with this. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, to the to the to the visual here, um, it looks like a standard lager. Not a lot of head to it. Um, little light in the carbonation, so it's a little light on the on the on the, the taste buds. Um, from a taste perspective, as I mentioned, it's, it's a light tasting beer. Has a nice punch of flavor in the beginning, but as soon as you swallow. Um, no bitterness, but the taste does go away, so you'll, you'll be enticed to continue drinking this beer. Not too terribly bad, a nice afternoon beer. Um, medium color, again, very low head. I would give this beer probably, probably a 4 out of 5 star snob rating, and I'll be posting the, the full review at FrugalSnobs.com, so do check it out. And this particular beer comes to us via Carlsbad, California, but it's actually produced out of China. Very interesting, very, very interesting brew. Not only from the, the location, from uh, from the, the brewing uh, of this beer, but also the bottle was pretty cool. So we did pick this up in a build-your-own six-pack option at our local grocery store at Harris Teeter. 
And the bottle itself is pretty cool. We're actually going to be keeping this and filling it with something. What, I don't know yet, but something. The bottle itself, you can't miss it. It's actually shaped like a small Buddha. It's pretty cool. A light to medium green color. We'll be posting photos out at frugalsnobs.com. So check it out. Lucky Buddha, not too bad. It's an enlightening, it's an enlightening beer. So it's an enlightened brew. Uh, definitely on the light side. They have that right. Um, but not too terribly bad for a Chinese brew. Also, for anyone who's checking out uh, Asian beers, particularly from China, Qingtao, uh, that's T-S-I-N-G-T-A-O, I believe, is another really nice beer. You may want to check that out as well. You'll find it also on the menu for a lot of Chinese or Asian restaurants will have it. So check that out if uh, you wish. That's Qingtao. And again, we're reviewing here, Lucky Buddha. Not a bad brew. Four out of five star rating. Check out the review at frugalsnobs.com. So, on that, I'll go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, really looking forward to the future for us. We've had some great hits in analytics. Episode 13 got a lot of traction online, so I thank everyone for that. So that being the case, you can check us out at frugalsnobs.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs, on Twitter at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs, or at frugalsnobs. You can also use the hashtag frugalsnobs, all lowercase, all one word, to help trend our our discussion and our content. You can also check us out on Tumblr to check out all the images from all of our posts at frugalsnobs.tumblr.com. And as I had mentioned at the top of this show, you can check out this show each and every single week for absolutely free on iTunes by subscribing. At iTunes, you can check us out also on Stitcher, as well as the Blueberry Network, and of course on PodTrack. And as I had mentioned, folks, please do help us out, not only through the Amazon link that you'll find at frugalsnobs.com to help cover production costs, but you'll also be able to help us out by taking the pod track survey by going to frugalsnobs.com, clicking on the podcast link. Taking the survey takes you five to ten minutes. Um, interesting, you'll be taken through a set of screens, very quick to respond to the questions. Again, helps us build a demographic profile for content and advertisement for this show up and coming. Again, please do check out the poll at frugalsnobs.com. Your feedback helps. Speaking of that, if you'd like to send us some direct feedback, you can send us feedback at frugalsnobs by sending an email to contact at frugalsnobs.com. And that being the case, I'm going to go ahead and sign off this week. Be well, never pay retail, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everybody, this is Justin from frugalsnobs.com. Just thought I would throw in a podcast extra for uh, this particular week. It is the evening of Saturday, August 15th, 2015. I hope everyone enjoyed episode 14 of the Frugal Snobs podcast our award-winning, on-demand, dynamite podcast that we strive to provide and bring to each and every one of you each and every single week. Our award-winning podcast, which has never won an award, but I think it could always change. So, um, I did want to throw in an extra QBR this week. I'm actually enjoying a Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA from Lexington, Virginia, from Devil's Backbone Brewing. Uh, Not a bad brew. I'm actually enjoying it in the standard beer glass this evening. Um, A lot of head on this brew, when poured. It has a very dark uh, color, probably a medium to dark brown. Um, I would suggest serving this beer very cold, probably somewhere between 40, 45 degrees. Um, let me take a quick sip here. Mm. Not a bad brew. Um, a bit bitter to the taste, so for those who are new to IPAs, I would suggest you may want to work your way up to this one. Uh, carries between, I would, I would estimate, 65 to 85 IBUs just based on taste. Um, I will have to do a little bit of research. We'll go ahead and place the IBUs on the post when we post the uh, blog review, base review for this particular brew. Uh, Not a bad brew, though. Um, For those who are seasoned IPA uh, enthusiasts like myself, uh, I would suggest that this is not a bad beer for you. It's very drinkable, uh, not too terribly bitter, 
but a little bit more on the over 50 IBU side of uh, bitterness. Um, nice um, taste in the mouth. A little coating. Um, so when you swallow, you do get a little bit of the aftertaste of the bitterness. I didn't probably enjoy this particular brew either as a standalone or with possibly a very nice steak, possibly a New York strip, or maybe ground beef, maybe a, a nice cheeseburger on brioche might be really good for this. So nothing fancy, but probably meat and potatoes based uh, meal for this one, folks. So not too terribly bad. Again, Devil's Backbone 8-point IPA. Now I wanted to give one additional history lesson uh, before we go uh, this week, and it's actually in re relation to the black and tan um, reference. Now, I reviewed a black and tan that was made with Guinness Stout and Bass Sale earlier today while at lunch at um, the Binnigan's um, Irish Pub uh, that's located in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. So, again, Binnigan's was actually a pretty decent chain a number of years ago. You see relatively few of them now, but when you do get to, to uh, see one, they're rare and you need to enjoy. So, um, I did enjoy my Guinness Stout Bass Ale based IPA, but the concept, I'm sorry, not IPA, jeez, my black and tan. I guess this IPA is getting to me, folks. So, all right, so my black and tan is pretty good. I'm enjoying my IPA, so it's on my mind. But the black and tan itself, um, very good. It was a little, relatively heavy. Um, but basically, the term black and tan is not just based on a separation between stout and ale uh, when poured into a glass and served. Black and tan actually is a historical reference. Uh, it's a slang term that was used... Uh, during the time in which Ireland was a single country versus the breakup, uh, which now exists between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, um, back during the full British occupation of the entire island uh, of Ireland uh, prior to the breakup, uh, the British troops that were sent to Ireland wore black tunics with uh, tan trousers or khaki pants and as part of their uniforms and the local Irish uh, residents called those particular personnel the Black and Tans. They were sent to Ireland from England to keep order uh, during the occupation prior to the breakup and the breakaway of the Republic of Ireland from that of Greater Britain, in which you now have Northern Ireland as part of Great Britain. So it's not simply uh, related to uh, the beer uh, reference, but Black and Tan is actually a historical reference to the black tuniced, tan trousered British troops who were sent to Ireland to keep order. So again, a little history lesson for everyone. Um, I am going to finish my Devil's Backbone IPA. I really do uh, wish everyone a pleasant weekend. I hope everyone enjoyed episode 14 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. And as always, be well, never pay retail. Be safe, consume responsibly, and we'll see you down the road. Take care, everybody.